over here struggling. Yeah, everybody pile up in here first. Let's see what we do, 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 do. What's up, people? What's up? Okay, 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 okay. Black African Power family, I see you, Omar Reed, Black Lion Supreme. What's good? What's good? We have your names, man. White side. Saru, Sunny B. Coy, what it do? Waiting on my man Benny to get up in here, man. We'll have a nice interview today, man. A lot of wisdom, not a lot is going to be coming through the building, man. All right, and I need my daggone cup of coffee. Yes, I daggone do. Man, how the hell I can't? Uh, stream, y'all. Yep. Peace, Black Falcon. What's up, man? What's up, Parker? Timothy Parker, Truman, what's up? What's up? Remove from screen. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, no, I'm trying to figure this out. Invite a guest. What's that? What's up, Bree? What it do? What it do? What it do? Make sure Ben got the link, man. Yeah, so y'all know for the last two days, man, I've been breaking the brakes off of the, um, the passes, man. Uh, you know what y'all... I'm saying I'm a master at that. That's easy work. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
That's definitely easy work. So today, you know what I'm saying, I got one of my good friends coming through, Black Panther, and we're going to talk things religion. We're going to talk about indigenous culture. Uh, you know, I'm going to let him do his thing, man. Um, it's a Masi clan warrior. Uh, man, uh, he starred the Masi clan with me. Uh, he's a hell of a leader, man. And, you uh, 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 hell, started out me inspiring him, you know what I'm saying? And now he inspires me. Uh, there's a lot of value in that, y'all. So, you know, that's important to inspire people. And if you inspire them in the right way, you know what I'm saying, the time will come where they will inspire you. So I, I, it's the legacy. It's the African legacy, man. If I can't keep it, let's I give it away. So yeah, uh, Brother Panther is a, um, he's a practitioner, okay? And we're gonna let him tell you, you know, which system precisely and what he's doing and how he's doing it. And just, you know, we're gonna get his take on certain things and what he feel about it, man. It's gonna be a powerful interview, man. I uh, forget the brother also has a master's degree. I'm not sure in what. All right, I see he's in the building. I'm gonna get him up in here. Let me see if I can click him in here, man. Put him up in here. Okay, Black Panther, you in the building, brother. How you doing, man? What's good, man? Alafia uh, Mandela, baby Fahudie. Appreciate the uh, shout out, brother. Um, how you feeling today? Hey, you know I'm good, man. That stream, that that that, that Zoom was tripping. You had me think I was tripping. Too. <laughs> you know, it was it was your gas station headphones. That's why um, it wasn't working. Man, boy, the gas station. I got them from the Kroger. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies, my apologies. Kroger, it's a step up from the gas station. Valuable corporation, man. But yeah, man, you know, uh, let's go ahead and get this interview uh, started right, man. Black African power was good, was happening. Well-organized lie defeats a disorganized truth every time. Woo-hoo-wee. Man, you already know what it is, man. Is God killer in the house? And I'm coming to do what I got to do. I'm going to do what I got to do. I'm standing tall. I'm standing strong. Hey, I'm a raw squad up. What's going on, Black Panther? Massey Clan Warrior. What it do? What it do? What it do, bro? How you feeling, man? I'm well, man. Everything's good. Everything's blessed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's go back. Let's, we ain't talking a while, man. I like to go back to our first meeting, and I think it's a learning experience for everybody, right? Man, you always telling people this story, man. Good. I got you. I got you. We got, we got to put this on tape. We got to put this on tape. We got to put it on tape. It's you know? on tape. A bunch of it ain't on this. It ain't on this channel. It ain't on the interview channel. Listen to. <laughs> Listen, what I want to say. When we get flushed, let me tell you, Ben. When we get frustrated with people, right? because they not understanding what we're saying, because they think a certain way, you know what I'm saying? It's time that we leave those people alone, right? And some people need to be left alone, right? But it needs to be noted, right, that for the most part, we wasn't raised in an African-centered home, or we wasn't raised with a uh, uh, proper methodology, right? We wasn't, we wasn't raised with the tools to decipher, you know what I'm saying, what's, what's real, Black information or, or African-centered information, and with the pseudo-information, and so we take the easy bet. 
right? Mm-hmm. So me making this point shows people that that we all have humble feet over again. So you want to talk about that, or you don't want to? I ain't gonna force you nothing. You don't want to then. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll surmise it uh, quickly. Um, I met Unc, believe it was 2015, at a uh, at a vegan restaurant in Atlanta called Healthful Essence. I wasn't there to meet Unc. I was there to meet another guy, um, but I recognized Unc because I used to watch. Uh, I used to watch him on YouTube. So. You know, I approached him, you know, uh, introduced myself and everything like that. At the time, I was headed to Kemet for the first time. Tickets was already booked. I was going probably in the next couple of days. So, Unk being Unk, Unk wanted to talk about evolution. At the time, uh, I did, I was not a subscriber of evolution. I I didn't really give much thought to it. I, I you know I didn't I wasn't with it. I didn't think it was anything special. But a conference was coming up called the Evolution Conference. Um, so he showed me his presentation that he was going to give at the conference, and it was compelling. It was real compelling. Uh, he had a lot of research in there. He had about 400 slides. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was a lot of a lot of research in there. And, you know, I did walk away from that conversation being convinced, but it, it planted a seed in my mind, and it made me take a look at myself and say, you know, I really don't know what the hell evolution is. I had to admit that to myself. What I thought I what I thought was evolution was uh, was actually not evolution at all. So I had to admit that to myself. I had to say, I really don't know this. So let me give what this brother is saying a shot. So fast forward, I go to Kemet for two weeks. I come back and I attend the conference where he's presenting. And I watch his presentation. And although he didn't get through all 400 slides, <laughs> it was still uh, it was still a great presentation, and it made me want to research more. I still had a lot of questions though, so Unc gave me his number. I called him and I asked him these questions, and you know, and I came at him on some things. You know, what about this? What about that? What about this? And he took the time uh, to break it down to me. And I remember the last thing. This was my last card I had to play. I said, oh, if evolution is real, then uh, what about Lucy? What about Lucy, huh? (laughs) What about the million-year-old black woman named Lucy? And Unc started laughing uh, <laughs> because he realized that I didn't know really what Lucy was. And he was right. <laughs> because when he showed me what Lucy was, I had no idea that Lucy was a hominid. Because when people mention Lucy, and for people that don't know uh, what I'm talking about, uh, Lucy is a uh, is a fossil out of uh, 
the Ethiopia area, uh, which is properly called Dignesh. So uh, I believe she's Australopithecus. Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't know that. I didn't know she was Australopithecus. <laughs> I thought this was an anatomically correct human like you and I. So uh, he showed me the pictures uh, and the drawings that they have of Lucy. And I was done. I was dead in the water. Uh, I had to concede to the point that uh, Unc was right about this and I was wrong. A lot of people can't do that, but I realized at that point there was no need to fight any harder because (laughs) (laughs) I had lost (laughs) this particular conversation. (laughs) So, uh, you know, and from then, you know, we just started building, uh, building on a lot of things. There was another particular situation where we were running down research for the Egyptians in the Grand Canyon claim. <laughs> um, and, and after we finished running that down, we just found out that it just wasn't true. Uh, and again, Unc took the time, ran it down with me and found out that that was not uh, a credible claim uh, and it wasn't even a claim being made by a credible community or 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 credible academic body it was a newspaper in one state uh, that wanted to make that claim for whatever reason uh, but nobody backed them up on that claim so um, those are two instances where I had to concede i had to say hey we ran down the evidence i didn't lost so uh you know that's what he's talking about when he's saying we come from humble beginnings because uh at that time my methodology was not where it should have been and uh you know you have to admit that you have to admit where your shortcomings are because if you don't admit where your shortcomings are you will never get to the level that you want to be at and I don't care what you do, whether it's cooking, basketball, uh, computer programming. If you don't admit your shortcomings, uh, you're not going to get to that next level. Mm-hmm. Period. You know, I, I watched Kobe Bryant once say, everything that I knew I couldn't do well, I did it a thousand times until it became natural. So that's somebody admitting their shortcomings, right? I can't go left. So let me practice going left all day until it's normal, you know? So that's the same approach that I took uh, to scholasticism. I said, my methodology is sloppy. So I took classes on methodology. I took classes from Harvard online. I took classes from Duke online. I took classes uh, locally from uh, elders like Molly Mubaruti. I went around building up my methodology until it was to a point where I could look at something, research it, and figure out whether it was bullshit or not. So that's what I did. Uh, You know, those that strive to teach, you have to do that yourself. It's it's not something somebody can give you. It's something that you have to uh, work through the process yourself and uh, obtain. Mm. So, Ben, the reality of the situation is, and and this is what and this is what I want people really to grasp, right? Like you already had the tools, you know what I'm saying? You already had a degree in science. Um, I mean, not science, my fault. What you got your degree in, Ben? 
Uh, my bachelor's is in supply chain management, mm -hmm. and my master's is in project management. Okay, so we find a lot of people that've been in college, right, and don't realize that that the information we were talking about is in a secret place at that college, and it's called the library. <laughs> you would think it's in a secret place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so a lot of times people say, well, you hiding from us. No, it's right there. It's that we don't have the conversations that allow you to explore your scientific mind because you have a scientific mind. There's no doubt, right? And, mm. and so a lot of us got it already, right? We, the, 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 the scientific mind is to question everything. That's a scientific mind. Right. right. Wanting to know. Simple as that. So you already had that hunger there. You just hadn't ran across the right dude. So I didn't have to teach you anything. You was already a great, uh, I mean, a watch this, a superior note taker. Right? I don't know how you got yes. space left on your phone, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you can go back to, the, to that conversation we had all the way back in 2015 or 16, whatever. You go back to notes that you had. Right? Yeah. So you're a superior note taker. That's one. Okay. Two, you are a great listener. Four, yeah, my fault. Three, simply, simply, you're not going for the bullshit. You're not, you're not, you're not appealing to authority. The hell with it, whether it's unk or not. Right? So you already got these qualities yeah. and want to know. So all I had to do was just say the right things. You know what I'm saying? Look at me, you look at me crazy, right? But you already getting to it. And so if you remember during that time, right, once we all got into the flow, you was, you, you was going back and forth to me and you was on your last time to go. And we was trying to get you to go because it would give us credibility in certain circles. Because people tried to use that against us. Well, y'all not in the craft for this. So you was doing that. Luckily, yeah. you, know, man, you didn't make that last trip. Okay? And you decided, now this is what the gift is. You decided to go all the way into indigenous studies. So we needed a person to do that too, not just be a not just be a practitioner, but to take it to the to the level where you start to learn certain languages. You know what I'm saying? And that indigenous system where you get the history properly. You know what I'm saying? And you get the whole thing. You have been I call it you have immersed yourself right into traditional African culture. And I want to talk about that because this is important. To have individuals around you that will that are willing to immerse themselves into sad things, and your strong point is the indigenous system. And so, when we created the Masi, we already know what we wanted, right? We already know how we wanted to do it. And so, I gotta give a shout out, right, to the Masi and Kofi Pasai research team, man, for putting together that work spears of the Masi. You know what I'm saying? Me and you wrote a forward in that book. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just elated, right, and proud of them brothers, right, for sticking to it. You feel me? But we get to that point because of your ability to listen and pay attention and take great notes and push them forward. We come together and form the Masi. Listen to me, yo. And it's a vision. You know what I'm saying? It's a vision that's being carried forward. Those brothers and sisters are carrying the vision forward. That, that's how we beat the suit up, right? So Ben, let's talk about what particular indigenous study are you interested in? Where at on the continent of Africa and why that, bro? And how is it that you're still scientifically living? So there's, there's three aspects to that. Okay. What's on the continent? 
What's the name of the system? And how in the hell are you still scientifically literate? You know what I'm saying? Being in the you in the digital culture. Go for it. Well, well, before I get into that, uh, you said something that's uh that's true. Uh it's very I'm very fortunate I didn't make that last trip to Kemet because I would have been on a different path. Uh, and because I got redirected, so to speak, I ended up looking at West African systems. Uh, and, and that was just my thing. At the time, uh, I was a member of the Amirah squad and, you know, Kemet was the main topic. Had brothers reading Medunetra, had brothers, you know, breaking down the text, debating different topics on Kemet. And I just felt like y'all had enough of that. You didn't need me for that. Uh, you know, so I decided to go in a different direction. I decided to go to West Africa and learn the things over there I already had like a, a base but I decided to like you say immerse myself in the tradition so the tradition that I practice today is called Isheshe or you'll hear people say Isheshe Isin Ibile uh, basically that means the primordial tradition uh, of the land uh, the system that I'm talking about you'll hear a lot of people say Ifa uh that's not quite correct. I know why people say it, but um, we say Isheshe because that is all encompassing. When people talk about Ifa, whether they know it or not, they're really only talking about Orumila, which is one Orisha. Every one of these Orishas has their own system, songs, praise, poetry, Oriki, or Ijuba. So on and so forth. So to call it Ifa is kind of a misnomer. Uh, but people call it that because you can learn about other Orishas from Ifa. Even though uh, it's not a name that I would have for the entire system. So we say Isheshe or Isheshe Lagba, which means the tradition, the primordial tradition will always remain with the people. And you'll just hear certain phrases with Isheshe in it. Isheshe basically means primordial. Uh, it is from Nigeria, southwestern Nigeria, to be exact because Nigeria has many systems. And uh, I've been initiated into this system for about a year. I've been practicing for about five years. Um, the reason why I can stay scientifically literate, even though I practice an additional system, uh, an indigenous system, is because they're not enemies. I don't know why people think that they are, but for some reason that seems to be popular. Um, I tell people all the time, science is an African thing. It comes from African people. It is something that we originate. Facts. They don't have these papyrus and these uh, mathematical um, findings and all of these medical cures. They don't come from nowhere. <laughs> they come from Africa. So, so to to be anti-science 
is to be anti those discoveries from your ancestors. You know, the Rhine mathematical papyrus, the Brembeyer papyrus, when you go on the math side, the Ishango bone and the Mumbo bone, that was all African traditions. Nobody taught them that. That's something they came up with. When you uh, go to my tradition, we have what's called Ogun, not to be confused with the deity. It's two O's. It means medicine. This is the scientific part of our tradition. Because with medicine, there's testing and there's proving. Because if it doesn't work, then why would I use it? So this is the part of our tradition that has the science, the mixing of different herbs and, and, the, and the coming together to make something that treats snake bites or something that will treat fever or rash. That's the scientific part of our tradition. And it's not in contrast with the tradition uh, of the mythology and the, and the symbolism. It's all the same to us. We don't separate it. Only in the West is where they separate, you know, things and everything has to have its own little, you know, cubby hole, so to speak. But in African traditions, they're all under the same roof. They coexist at the same time. So that is why, uh, you know, uh, I am able to be scientifically literate and be a uh, African spiritual tradition practitioner, or as we say, kimoyo. Uh, that's the term that me and Brother Asar are promoting because uh, kimoyo points to the vital, uh, the vital vitalism and uh, essence of a person. It's initially talking about the energy, and that is a common theme in African tradition. So we're trying to get away from African spirituality and use the term Kimoyo, which comes from the Kikongo. Uh, and if anyone's familiar with Dr. Fukiao, it's of his system, uh, which is, uh, I believe it's called Kimpasi. He's also practiced Lebo. So it comes from that region. Brother Unk, you still there? Oh, okay, my fault. Yeah, uh, that spirit thing, yeah, the, the Christians brought that into the fold, right? So when you're saying African spirituality is like an oxymoron, it's kind of like it don't fit the, you know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not, it's not showing agency, and I think that's what's important. Yeah, so that's spiritual right, so I'm glad y'all using that word. Yeah, so, it's, it, it's just hard with English. Yeah. Because, you know, there's, there's, there's terms in African languages that I really can't explain in English fully because they don't have a direct translation. And I tell people this as a rule of thumb. Anytime you ask someone, what does this word mean? And it's an African word. And they give you a sentence. It don't have a direct translation. He's just trying to describe it to you so you can understand, but it doesn't have a one-for-one -one swap sometimes. So I understand why they, you know, would say African spirituality. That's about as close as you can get. 
But like you said, there there's an element that's missing from that title. And unless you're a practitioner, you really won't get it. But once you get into it, you'll be like, oh, I, I, I see. This is kind of different from what they're describing. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's a lot. Of, but that that's just English, you know, because it's not the native tongue in which the system was born in. So there's going to be some problems, you know. Mm-hmm. We've we've seen that even with Egypt. You know, the Greeks translated it how they wanted to translate it. And then we go back and be like, hmm, that's not really right. But that's the best they could do. So sometimes we just got to do the best we can and, you know, build upon the differences later. Mm. That's a fact. That's a complete fact. So, okay. So what you've been a Christian before, right? To you and your mind, what is the difference between uh, the African systems, right? And mm-hmm. came the Christian Christian system. I think you was a hardcore Christian too, weren't you, Ben? I wasn't a hardcore Christian, man. I <laughs> there was a part of me that never really bought Christianity. I kind of just went along with it because of my mother. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh we went to a non-denominational church, so it wasn't very strict and rigid. And, uh, you know, they, they had different people in there that practiced different things. So that made me feel a little bit more comfortable. But I never really got down with the hardcore, this is a 100% true Bible thing. I just, I don't know. I really don't, I really can't explain it. I just couldn't accept it. I had too many questions. I got thrown out of Sunday school plenty of times. <laughs> Asking too many questions. <laughs> you, oh, know? Um, you know, you uh, know, that was that was just what it was. Oh, <laughs> but um, to say, what is the difference? Uh, so, a main difference is. Christianity is, is is structured, it's rigid, it's God's word, the Bible, it's this is how it's going to be, this is how it has to be. There's no room for evolution or change or or complementing one's environment. It's very structured. That's not how you know most Kimoyo systems are. There's room for substitutions and change and things we have to do because we're in a certain environment. And we have evidence of that. You know, because of the transatlantic slave trade, some of these systems went to other parts of the world where they adapted to where they were. So this is why you see different things of, uh, you know, branches of the system that go different places because it evolved based on where they were. Uh, for example, um, there's a divination called Obi or Obi Abata in which they use cola nuts in, in West Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you go to Cuba, where some of our ancestors were dropped off, you know, those cola nuts don't grow there. So what did they have to use? They had to use coconuts. Hmm. So that's an adaptation, right? 
Mm-hmm. That's something they had to adapt to. That's something you don't see amongst the three monotheistic religions. They're very set. There's there's no debate. You have to do it this way or else, you know. Uh, and that's one of the main differences I see. Other than you don't uh you don't have to do any work either with a lot of these monotheistic religions. Uh, particularly Christianity, you know, you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you go out um, <laughs> on Saturday and oh, you know do acid and coke and <laughs> drug of choice. You went to the hard drugs, yo. Um, and then you know you 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 uh you go on Sunday. And accept him as your Lord and Savior, and everything's good. Or if you're a Catholic, you know you you confess, um, and everything's all right. You know, uh, <laughs> it's int- it's an interesting dynamic, but that's what they do. Mm-hmm. So for uh, African for for Kimoyo systems, you know, it's it's a way of life. You can't take it off. It's not like a coat, you know. You, you 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 are once you get to a certain level this is the way that you live it's in everything that you do it's mm. not like something that is just on sunday or it's just seven times a day mm-hmm. or it's just in the synagogue no it becomes a part of you it becomes a part of your essence it becomes a part of your destiny so, uh, you know, that's another one of the main uh, differences I see. And you have to do some work in African spirituality in a variety of ways. It's not just I'm going to pray for this to happen and hope that it happens. No, that's that's not how we roll. We don't <laughs> walk by faith in this tradition. <laughs> we really don't. We walk by action. Hmm. You're going to have to do something. You're going to so, have to get off your behind and do something. Even with prayers, even with chants, even with whatever we do, there's an action portion. And hmm. that's just what it is. So though that's another difference that I noticed. All right, let me say this real quick. Um, I want to get in... Um, I want to do some promotion right now, right? But uh, I want to say this, <clears throat> and after we do the little promotion, I want to say, we want to talk about, we had a very deep conversation on how we have allowed uh, uh, foreigners to uh, misunderstand and teach our systems, mischaracterize them, place certain words and terms on them, you know what I'm saying, that would detract from what the system really is, and that's why, you know what I'm saying, I'm just so, you know what I mean, I, ju- I just be pumped up when I hear Brother Saw talk and hear you talk, Brother Sean, Kofi, all the crews talk, because, man, you give us the real Africa. There's a pseudo-Africa that is promoted by Buzz Lightyear, you know what I'm saying, uh, promoted by Sarah Strupacetti, and all the daggone pseudos that follow. There's a pseudo-Africa where everybody in Africa was floating around, eating mangoes all day. Never bust a grape at no time. Never did nothing. Had the melanin charge. 
the whole nine yards. Okay, so I'm glad that you bring us real Africa, right? So we're going to talk about the terms and stuff they used. I think you use the source to pay research. We're going to talk about that after I do a little promotion. So what I want y'all to do is I'm going to share my screen real fast, right? And let me see. All right. Share the screen. And I can get over here. All right, y'all can see the screen. See the screen, Ben? Yes, sir. All right, so we got the Masi Warrior Clan presents Spears of the Masi. See, when you say Spears of the Masi, you got to say Spears of the Masi. You know what I'm saying? How you say it, Ben? Spears are flying? <laughs> Pseudos are crying. <laughs> yeah, man. A historical survey of the minds of African warrior scholars, volume one. Right now, we're in the workings of working on volume two. It's said by Kofi Pasa Research Team. It's fine. Get the book, right? Appreciate the support. When you get the book, make sure you post it on Facebook, right? Do that so people can see that, that the spears of the Masi is serious, all right? It's a lot of information in there, and it's important. So support that project right there. Uh, do me a favor. Put that link in the chat, all right? Sister Bree, appreciate you on that, man. Yeah, go make sure y'all get that work. All right, that's a powerful work, man. And um is 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 on the A side. All right, and that's important to know. All right, and then while you at it, let me see if I can get this here. While you at it, right? Uh go ahead and copy the shirt from Abg Wear. Black lives always matter. I'm gonna say it again. Black lives always matter, right? They mattered when the first Slave traders, right? Kidnappers came into Africa and kidnapped the first African. You know what I'm saying? Our lives mattered, you know what I'm saying? When we first came homo sapiens sapiens at 300,000 years ago, when we was on the savannah surviving, right? Those people understood that black lives mattered. They understood that black lives always mattered, that every black life matters, okay? So go ahead and cop the shirts, man. All right, uh, it's a statement in there, man. Support the movement, man. All right, we're gonna be constantly doing what we need to do around here. It's just important. All right, very, very important. Okay, so yeah, man. Black Lives Matter, y'all see the shirts, right? Trust me when I tell you, black lives always matter. No matter what they say, don't let them confuse you. Don't let them trick you, all right? Black lives always matter. They ain't just start mattering because police is shooting at us. They mattered when they was hanging us. You know what I'm saying? That's the problem, right, with Europeans, okay? They pick and choose the moments when they want to make something relevant. They pick and choose that, all right? So, yeah, black lives always matter, man. Space age Africans. That's what it is, man. And I, I appreciate that support, man. And make sure y'all support the spears of the Masi. Okay, Brother Ben, let's get back to it, man. Okay, so we was using certain terms, all right, about uh, folk religion. What in the hell is folk religion? And why, when you look up our systems, they put it in the category of folk religions? What's the joke here? Talk to us. 
Well, folk religion, uh, when you look up the definition of folk religion, it's any form of a religious practice that's popular, that is not approved by the dominant religion or the approving body. So, for example, uh, you have folk Islam. Folk Islam would be Sufism. Okay. You know, that's, that's, not a, that's not Sunni and that's not Shiite. So that's not an approved version of Islam. And so other, in other words, it's like a bastardized version of Islam. They don't approve of the way that they practice Islam. So for every religion uh, they have, there's a folk, uh, there's a folk element. You probably don't know it as such. Okay. But that is, uh, that's what it is. So they categorize African traditions as folk religion. Now, what they are saying is this is a popular practice. Many people engage in this, but this is not an approved practice by other religions. Okay. This is an offshoot of other religions. And uh, the last time I looked at the Pew Research Institute, I think 5.9% of the world is uh, folk, has folk uh, religions. So listen to what I'm saying. They think your African traditions, number one, are bastardized, not the approved version of the tradition. So look at the slick terminology. They've made themselves, and we're talking about the West, They've made themselves, the three monotheistic religions, the approving authority on religion. See how fast they did that? Mm. It was real slick, wasn't it? Run it <laughs> back. Run it back again. Run it back. Run it back. So Run. when they say folk religion, mm -hmm. they are making themselves the approving authority on religion because folk religion is not an approved version of the religion by other religious practices. Mm. Right? Mm. So, really quickly, they made the three monotheistic religions the approving authority. These are the good religions that you should pay attention to, and these other ones we don't really approve of them. Mm. Man. That's what they say. That's yeah. what they're saying. You know, uh, they, they'll say it as they're distinct from the official doctrines and practices of organized religion. That's how they frame it. Oh, okay. So y'all are the organized and we are the unorganized? <laughs> Is that what's going on? <laughs> that's, how they, that's how they put it, right? Mm -hmm. So basically we are the bastardized versions of the three monotheistic religions. And I asked the question, how can that be when our traditions were before theirs? Wouldn't that be the other way around? Wouldn't they be termed as folk religions? Mm -hmm. but, but as Baba Amos Wilson says, to keep a people oppressed, everything has to be backwards. Mm -hmm. Everything. So I, guess, so I guess this is one of those things. <laughs> so, um, 
you know, you can look this up on the Pew, P-E-U, Research Center Forum. They are uh, the Western's authority on religion. They track people that practice different religions and all over the world. And you will see that folk is about 5.9%. And the rest of the world, you know, you'll, you'll see a big chunk of Christians. I think it's like 30%. 23% Islam. Uh, they count Judaism in Christianity sometimes. So be aware of that. But the, the, the major thing about this folk religion is they created this category and threw everybody that they don't like in this category. <laughs> everybody. Everybody you think of, if you don't like them, they threw them in this category. So let me give you some examples. Every single African traditional system is in this category, along with Chinese traditions, Native American traditions, and Australian Aboriginal traditions. All of them are in this one category, folk. <laughs> now, what do all these traditions have in common? They were around before the three dominant religions. <laughs> That's what they have in common. So in, in essence, if anybody's seen American gods before, we are the old gods fighting the new gods. And the new gods say, y'all too old, so y'all got to be folk and forgotten about. But we, we the new hotness, so what we say goes. It's a real slick uh, game that they play. Um, but I argue that we shouldn't even be in the religious category at all. And the reason why I say this is because African traditions don't fit the definition of religion. And I cite the source from the Macmillan Encyclopedia of Religions. And this is what they say. They say the very attempt to define religion to find some distinctive or possibility unique essence or set of qualities that distinguish the religious form of the remainder of human life is primarily a Western concern. Listen to this. The attempt is a natural consequence of the Western speculative, intellectualistic, and scientific disposition. It is also a product of the dominant Western religious mode what is called Judeo-Christian climate, or is more accurately the theistic in inheritance from Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Listen to what these people are saying. This is a Western thought to try to categorize everything. That doesn't come from an African thought. We didn't do that. That's why a lot of these traditions that come out of Africa, we have to name them. That's why people have to name it Ifa. That's why we had to come up with Isheshe. Isheshe isn't an old label. It's something we've came up with in the last five years. Because in the West, you have to name everything. A lot of these traditions don't have a name. They've just settled on one recently. Mm -hmm. A lot of them have done that. You think you knew the name. You think that's an old name. And you go back far enough, you be like, nah, we came up with that in the 60s. You'd be like, oh, I didn't know that. 
because Africans don't have this need to define and label every single thing of their lives. They just don't. And a lot of these words that they have for their tradition, they basically mean way of life. It's nothing special to the name. It's not like a secret name, like when you chanted something happened. No, it just means uh, this is what we do. The people, uh, the Jola people in Senegal, the name of their tradition means way of life. It's called Etenwa. Way of life, the path. The people in Kikongo have a name. It just means way of life. It's nothing special. It's just what they do. This is why, what I meant earlier by you don't take this off. This is how you live, which is distinctly different from the uh, three monotheistic religions. So uh, I hope I answered your question, but yeah. I've come up with a, uh, yeah, with like a definition of religion of my own since scholars can't come to a consensus. And uh, the religion, uh, the definition that I've come up is a religion is a modern, primarily Western concept and cultural belief system that encompasses belief in a higher power and has a dependence on a what's called a volume of sacred law to instruct its, believe, its believers on morality and faith, not centered around testing or proving. And if you don't know what a volume of a sacred law is, it's a term that basically means Bible, Quran, Torah, Talmud, a book of instruction that you have uh, that basically goes with your religion. So that's what we call a volume of sacred law because it becomes law. <laughs> so, okay. So that's an interesting word, the folk joint. That's funny. Uh, and they always do that. And they do it so that you know. So for me though, Ben, I would, I, I understand the different aspects of religion, right? And, and, and there is no, consensus on what a religion is, right? So I don't necessarily fight with that uh, type of, uh, you know, I, I don't have to get into that because, you know, I think we can safely put African systems within that because they're African systems that don't have gods, they just have ancestors, right? And so that could fit in that. So it's, it's, it's way more broader than most people understand what that term is, okay? But mm -hmm. I, think, I think you unlocking why they put the folk on it religion on it is interesting so so then are they trying to say that traditional african systems came from christianity or are they saying is they don't know where the hell they came from <laughs> that what you they know where they came from they it, it's a real it's a real slick this they're saying we don't approve of your systems and they must have come out of our systems so y'all have to be folk this is what people are trying to say because it's always moving the goalposts with the three monotheistic religions. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, the same question comes up. Well, when did your religion start? Mm -hmm. And what do they tell you? Since the beginning of time. Right. You're always moving the goalposts back to the beginning of time. And then we find out that ain't true. So then we, you know, after we narrow the scope in, it ain't nothing but a few thousand years ago. So then it goes back to the age-old argument. Well, we must have civilized Africans, right? Because that's what Europeans did, right? In their mind. So 
They really think that. They really think that. <laughs> yeah. So in civilizing us, they must have gave us their religion and we must have messed it up. Even though we had our own thing going before we even knew it existed. <laughs> and you'd be surprised who subscribes to these notions. Because when you ask people this stuff, they be like, oh, yeah. That's got to be true, right? Because they are using their book as a historical narrative. It's not a historical book. The Bible is not a historical book. Neither is the Quran. Neither is the Torah. Neither is the Talmud. Neither is all these other religious books that come out of the monotheistic religions. They're not historical books. You can't go in there. First of all, there are no dates. <laughs> you can't have a historical book without any dates. But they used it, uh, the lack of dates, to try to uh, boost or make their dates more ancient than everything else on Earth. So they'll tell you that the stories are real and they happen around, you know, whatever time period that they make up. So that would make them older than anything else, right? Mm -hmm. Until you get the archaeology, the paleontology, the bioanthropology, and we get the, the carbon dating, the luminescent dating, and all these other datings, and we go, nah, bro, we got all of your artifacts from the civilization, and that's about 2,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they don't want to have those conversations. You don't want to have them conversations because that debunks their premise. I ask people all the time, why do you think they pick the date that they pick for Egypt. You notice they always pick that date of Narmer. Even though we have artifacts that are before Narmer, they always pick the date when Narmer unified the land. Why is that? Uh, that's an easy one. They don't want you to run past the Bible 100 miles an hour. Exactly. That would put them past the Bible. <laughs> and we can't have that. No can't have a God. No God. No God. <laughs> can't have that. We're going to pick this date. Don't worry about all that stuff beforehand. Don't even look back there. Mm -hmm. That's not important. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it's, I mean, it's little slick like games that are played uh, in the academic community, but you have to be able to uh, apply methodology and then, you know, see it for what it is. That, well, that's part of, and I always I spoken this yesterday, and we can get into that, right? Uh, the reality is, a religion. Is, is is culture, right? And Absolutely. all things in culture, right? And so if they can shift you into their culture, right? Because they call you the foreigner, the barbarian, right? or the heathen. Barbarian means the foreigner. Foreigners to Greece and Rome, they call them barbarians. And they wouldn't allow a barbarian to settle in their land, not unless they was Christians. Not even the Vikings, right? And they made the Vikings. Yeah. Uh, you know, get baptized, right? So when as we was young coming up, you was getting baptized in racism, white supremacy. Absolutely. Like your mind is stuck right there. There's no room Absolutely. for growth in that in that mode. You've already given up on your ancestors, right? And when I say giving up on ancestors, I strictly mean that there's a foundation that your chromosomes are built on. Okay, we come from other people. We just don't pop up out of nowhere. It's just that simple. So we are a museum of all of our ancestors, right? We are yeah. we are a storehouse, right, 
of all the things that came before. And it's not even complicated. It's a very, very simple and factual idea. So when you, you're transformed into the Christian mind, right? It's a mental mind test. I'm telling you. It's simple. You just as said that. something earlier, but we can go to a recent uh or a more recent uh action. What about the dumb diverses? Dumb diverses? <laughs> what any, about any any nation you find that's not Christian, you can enslave them. That came from the Pope. That's a papa bull right there from the Pope. Pope Julian VI. Yeah, so I they're know. saying <laughs> if you won't practice our culture, then you deserve to be enslaved. Let's think about that now. Mm -hmm. If you won't practice what we practice and know and love, then you deserve to be in bondage and you're not even human. Huh. Now think about your upbringing now. Because that is a that people think, oh, that was so long ago. Why'd you bring that? In? No, it's it's a it's a chain of events all the way to today. You can see the chronology. So when they captured your ancestors, they forced them to be Christians. They had no choice. So we come out of that oppression. We start living in the United States. We're still Christian because what else did we have? They took everything else from us. So your great-great-grandfather was this. Your great-grandfather was this. Your grandfather was this. Your father was this. All the way down to you. Same thing on your mother's side. Who's going to be the one to break this cycle of if you don't practice what we practice, you ain't shit? <laughs> Who's going to break this hostile takeover? I decided in my family it was going to be me. No more. Yeah, that's a yeah, yeah. It, the buck stops here, man. It, the buck stops with this generation. The right buck here. stops here. Yeah, it's just that simple, man. So pull that rope on that bus. This is my stop. I'm getting off. Right. So, so my babies won't. You know, what I mean, they don't have a disdain for traditional Africans, right? Virtual systems, right? They understand it as cultural. And, and I gave them the choice, right? To practice what you want to practice, but you got to know the truth, right? I, you know, I implemented scientific literacy. And so my kids, you know what I'm saying? They don't look at that. They look at it as, well, can we learn African culture? It's not a, I mean, it's not a big deal for them. It's not a, oh my goodness, it's, it's none of that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it, I think culture is the mold by which human beings uh, see, see the world. So we've been seeing the world through European lenses. You know, we've taken away exactly. our But I would like to say this though, Ben, and I want you to speak to it. Absolutely. People say, well, why? Well, okay, why did the people, you know, when they enslaved us, why did we, you know, if our religion was right, why did we change? The reality is those first slaves on the plantations, man, they wasn't Christian. They didn't listen. They fought it. Okay, let's get this, let's establish a, a fact. They Absolutely. fought it all the way. As a matter of fact, they not only fought it, right? They used Christian. They played the game of Christianity. They act like yeah. it was Christians and it wasn't. They right. gave them time to conjugate at the church where they would have meetings around how they going to get away. You know what I'm saying? They would have meetings around keeping their custom, their traditions. As a matter of fact, mm -hmm. they hid the traditional system so well within Christianity that later on generations would look back and say, hey man, they was Christians. Okay. Yeah, this is this is why we have Santeria and 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 Regla de Ocha and uh, 
uh, amongst the Lakumi people. And this is why we have Haitian Voodoo. And, and when you go there, you see all those Catholic saints and everything like that. That's why we have that. Because they were hiding it within the Christian religion. Fact. And, I, and I'm going to tell you something else. They even did it with Islam. Hey ben, hold on. Let me say this. And I'm going to let you speak on it because you've been, you've traveled to the continent many times. Whether y'all like it or not, right? And yeah, we like to crack jokes. Oh, why are they Muslims? Oh, why are they Christians? Bro, it's funny how in Africa, yo, there'll be Christians and Muslims and they'll have oh, all these traditions. It just, it's <laughs> just please, not the same. Can you, can you please? Not, <laughs> it's just not the same. I, I have a niece that lives in Senegal. She's a cosmetologist in Senegal, in Dakar. I asked her when I visited her uh, years ago, I said, well, what religion are you? She looked me in the face and she said, I'm Christmas. <laughs> I said, what the hell is Christmas? <laughs> she said, I'm a little bit Christian. I'm a little bit Muslim. <laughs> I was stunned. I just kind of looked at her like, what did you say? <laughs> but, oh, man. That, that, but, that, but I tell that story to say religion amongst Africa today is not taken as seriously at it, as it is in the West. You will find somebody that's a Christian by day and going to the African shrine at night. And to drive this point home, uh, the Alafin, or which uh, means king of a city named uh, Oyo in Nigeria, uh, he's a Muslim, hmm. but participates in every single indigenous <laughs> ritual of his land. And when they asked him why he participates in this, he said, this is tradition. And that's all he said. That's it. <laughs> yeah, man, this is funny. That's all he said. He didn't give a, he didn't say another word. So these foreign religions are still in Africa, but they're not taken as seriously as we take them. You know, if you tell your mama, your great grandmama, that you ain't a Christian, it's gonna be a damn fight in the house, you know. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> It's not like that in Africa. I had to learn that, you know. Uh, most of my family on my father's side is uh, Muslim. But the more I paid attention, they had some other things going on as well. And when I asked about these other things, uh, I was given a look like I wasn't supposed to know what it was. <laughs> so, um, you know, they still practice their indigenous traditions. You got some people that, you know, have converted, hardcore Christians, right? You got some people that, like we talked about, mix match all over the place, you know, Christians with African stuff. You know, it's not serious for them. Then you got people that are hardline African Kimoyo practitioners that don't, you know, fool with the... uh Christianity and Islam. It's a very uh, small number compared to the first two categories we're talking about, but they do exist. You know, um, 
and that's just what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, I mean, we just got to know, man, continental Africans, man, they got a, it's a different just mindset, man. And so, you know, in America, you know, you couldn't be a Christian and a Muslim and practice traditional things, like looking at you like you're crazy. You know, we uh, want maybe they're just showing up at your house trying to convert you to one or two. <laughs> yeah, we having uh interventions. Uh, yeah. You know, your grandma would be praying for you, and and you know, trying to take you to, to to the church seven days a week, like a lot of us grew up going. Yeah, it's more political, bro. You know what I'm saying uh, it's political. I it's wanted so to read this quote by James Small because you you touched on it earlier about the culture. And he says, spirituality guides your life. Culture informs your life. Culture is your primary educational system. It gives you your values, your interests, and your principles. If you are practicing a culture of those who practice genocide against you, then you will practice genocide against yourself. Professor James Small. So I just want to put that on uh, the dome of everybody listening. You got to ask yourself, what culture guides my life? And do you want to change that? Hmm, hmm, hmm. What culture guides your life? I just like to say for all the young brothers and sisters and for all, everybody that's, that's marching outside and burning up stuff and doing a whole nine yards, I just would like to say, welcome to the party. Brothers like <laughs> me and Ben, <laughs> we've been doing this for a while. Yeah, people right. listen at us. Oh, y'all don't got the real information. Y'all, wait a minute, man. We've been liberating by the minds of African people, man, for a while, man. We just started groups based off of liberating the African mind. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, I just like to say, welcome to the party. And don't get mad at me if I'm not overly excited, because this is what. Contrary to popular belief, uh, black oppression did not come out last week. <laughs> right. This has been going on for a long, long, long time, and I and I've asked this question consistently. Thank you, new new brothers and sisters that have had your you've had enough I just want to know where did you live prior to a month ago because I would like to visit apparently there's no racism white supremacy there and y'all were all happy until a month ago mm. and now I, I just don't get it people are fed <laughs> oh, up <laughs> People are fed up. That that was the last straw. And I'm like, well, well, why wasn't Freddie Gray and Mike Brown and Alton Sterling and Corn Gaines and and Sandra Bland? Why wasn't that the last straw? Oh, man. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, if this because people put this in terms of war. So if the alarm has been going, if if, if the alarm is sounding now for war. That alarm has been going off since at least 1600s. I just don't understand <laughs> why you just hearing it now. Oh, I mean, I mean, you know, I, 
because I feel some type of way because I was yeah, called all types of stuff. Yeah. You know, we was called all hoteps and hotep in words and yeah. hoteps yeah. and, and all this other stuff, y'all. Some of y'all friends called us. I'm, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna call nobody out, but that's that's what some people called us. Yeah. And now all of your pages look like ours. <laughs> hey man. I'm glad you said it first so they can get you first. But I felt you get me all you want. I don't care. I was, hey, let me say this. I'm glad that you finally Welcome. came to your senses. Welcome to I just the I just want to know for my research purposes, <laughs> what was it about this particular case uh with brother George? Uh peace be upon him may he be accepted in the ancestor realm and be united with his clan and kin but what was it about this case that everybody just said that's it <laughs> I don't have it. <laughs> I don't know I, just want, I, I honestly want to know, know no, no funny business I really want no, to bro. know no. what it was that was different about this particular case that you know we hadn't seen in the past. I, I would just like to know anybody can reach out to me and tell me what it was different for you. You know, I, I really would like to know, honestly. You know what, Ben? Because you know, like me and Uncle said, we've been paying we've been pounding the pavement for for years. Me and Uncle used to get in the car and drive to people's uh buildings where they were having classes. And oh, beat them up on the information. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> they all class. They teach us some crazy stuff. We go in there and beat them up in their own class. That's, oh, that's just what we used to do. Yeah. Oh man, they was the days, bro. Oh man. Hey, we we used to go. I tell you, and, and I tell you, uh, when we used to go to the shrine of the Black Madonna in oh. West End. And go in there and beat them Muslims up. That's just what we used to do. <laughs> you call them Muslim, black Christian nationalists. Yeah, whatever they call themselves. Look, <laughs> <laughs> we used to go in there and try to 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 redirect the African mind. We used to go there. We used to go to parks. We used to go to uh, conferences. See, a lot of y'all just know us from that channel that will not be mentioned. But way before that channel, we've been all over trying um, to redirect people to the African mind. You spent a lot of money, bro. I'm going to let you know now. You spent a lot of money supporting the brothers. And <laughs> you know, you used Sky Miles, then used my money, bro. <laughs> savings, some of everything, then drove. How about the time I drove from Atlanta all the way to New York? <laughs> Fifteen hour drive in the snow, mind you. Three three parking tickets. Add that to the list. Three parking tickets left, which I paid for. <laughs> all 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 to try to capture some African minds. This is for me. This isn't a hobby. For me, this I give you a better. I give you a better one, yo. How about when uh I don't know if my car was working, I don't know. You dropped all the way to get me. 
Take me where we was going, and then take me all the way back. Then ride into cooler way. Georgia. Do you hear me, dude? First of all, if anybody <laughs> on the line is from Georgia, <laughs> you know the cooler from Atlanta is a drive. It's like an hour and fifteen minute drive. Shit, man. I went out and picked him up in the in the in the boonies where you live, <laughs> and came and dropped you off and put you back because. You know, it's important to be. You never know who you're going to influence. Yeah, man. And you know, those that those of us that are teachers in the community, we always underestimate our influence because we don't understand the magnitude of it. And I bet our master teachers of the past underestimated their influence. Yeah, because if you'd have told. John Henry Clark, Dr. Ben, John G. Jackson, Chancellor Williams. If you told these guys in their era that they still be talking about them in 2020, they probably wouldn't believe you. Mm. No. Uh -uh. They probably would not believe you. They probably wouldn't even looking that far ahead. But we're still reading their works, saying their names, keeping their memory alive. Uh, I went and saw John Henry Clark's grave site a couple years ago with Brother Nahisi and I had to go there and pay my respects of his influence on me. But I bet he didn't even think about that, you know, when he was you was his with, thing. You was with us, right? And Nahisi took us up there, that's what you're talking about, right? No, y'all went with Brother Kurt. I went I went with Nahisi uh, by myself afterwards. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta go back there, yo. I'm gonna do that again. Go down there and see. Uh, go down there and visit Nahisi, man. Go get him some lunch. We should do that when you come back in town, yo. Yeah, absolutely, man. Baba John Henry Clark uh, buried in Columbus, Georgia. I do not remember the name of the cemetery, but I know he's buried in Columbus, Georgia. And, and I had to go pay respects to the great ancestor that gave not only his time, his patience, but he gave his sight. Yeah, he read some of you know, himself, yo. Yeah, I mean, he went blind, you know, and uh, he gave everything he had to this mm -hmm. movement. I, and, I, and I know, you know, we, we take that for granted because a lot of people don't know the sacrifices that have to be made yeah. uh, for things exactly. to be produced and published. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to personally go there and say thank you for everything that he did. And, you know, that's just some things that you just got to do, you know. And another thing we got to do is our living elders, uh, James Small, Leonard Jeffries, you know, our elders that's getting up there in age. We got to, you know, as they say, give them their roses while they're alive to smell them. Because, I mean, you know, life is crazy. You never know. I was two months from meeting Dr. Ben and he passed. I was a plane ride away. Remember, I missed the plane. Reggie set it up for me. Oh, Reggie. Man. Yeah, man. He died. Yeah, man. He died the next yeah. week. Yeah. But I was uh I was set up to go to Kemet, but I was flying out of New York. So I was going to stop by his nursing home before I got on the plane. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I had some people hooking it up for this before I even met you. Mm -hmm. So I was uh, I was headed that way. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, that's what happened.
So I say that's to say, you know, when you get the opportunity, you know, make those trips because you never know. You just never know. Life is unpredictable. I've had friends uh, that have their mother, my boy, my boy Nick that I went to high school with, his mother, you know, they lost her to COVID-19. Yeah, that's why, man, I don't want to hear that. It ain't real. Like, I don't want to hear it. Speaking of that, man, the mother of my children, uh, brother died from COVID-19. Uh, they hit close, man. Is so, so when I'm, that's why I'm banging so hard. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's real, dude. It's real. So look, let's Oh, it's real. Because if it wasn't real, um, I'd be able to come home. Yeah, you can't even move. I can't, I can't, even, I can't even come to the United States. Because yeah, this, this is real. I'm stuck abroad yeah. because of COVID-19, you know? And now they got these new uh, stipulations to where, you know, if you travel, there's got to be a 14-day downward trajectory of COVID nineteen, oh, man, you're in trouble. A fourteen day downward trajectory of infected patients. It's got to be no trap, no travel bans. Where you going? So you know, it's it ain't looking good for the kid. But you know, <laughs> but you made a sacrifice for the family because you made. If you'd have got stuck here, you wouldn't have been working. You'd have been done. You've been done. I've been a bouncer at your local strip club. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nah, <I didn't> <laughs> Bible loud at the door. All right, let me stop. Look, man. Let's see your ID. Minutes left. I, what I what I did was I put the link in the chat. Y'all can come on and ask our brother Ben some questions. We wanna uh we gotta pay some bills around here first though. Cindy, I know y'all think it's just you know a free ride around here. No, it is not. Let me share my screen, right? Um share the screen. Look, man, make sure y'all hit the dag on cash app, man. All right, dollar sign, A-N-K-H-K-A-K-E-K, -K -K -E -K, man. Man, go ahead and support that on cash app, man. All right, we gonna keep doing the right thing. You ain't gotta worry about me conning, shook and driving you and faking you out. You ain't gotta worry about that, yo. I'm gonna do the right thing, man. But make sure, you know, just support, man. Go ahead, throw that donation there, anything good, man. All right, anything good. Also, while you're at it, man, make sure you support the Spears of the Massey, right? Warrior Massey Clan presents the Spears of the Massey, a historical survey of the minds of African warrior scholars, value one, by Kofi Pasa Research Team. Also, you gotta support the first Pan-African Journal. Yo, you got a picture of that, Ben, so I can send it real quick? Man, you let me forget that, bro. Uh man, go, no. go, 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 go. Can you go to Amazon on your right? Yes, give yeah, me Amazon right here. Yeah, go to Amazon real quick. Hold on. Hold on. Get the Amazon. You get that Amazon. You get that Amazon. Alright. Okay, go to Amazon. What do you want me to type in? Killmonger's Corner. Yeah, that's a good one too right here, man. I got them on deck too. Killmonger. Hello. K-I-L-M-O-N-G-E-R. K-I-L-M 
O G E R, Killmonger Corner. Killmonger Corner. All right, let's see. All right, we got that right here. Yeah, go back to sharing your screen. Yep, of course. All right. All right. Let me get this. Get the screen shared right here for y'all, man. Support that Pan African Jones, the first one that we got here. And here we go. All right, right here. Here you All go. Right. This is the Conscious Community's first Pan African Journal, produced by myself. We got uh, articles in here from Molly Mubaruti, uh, Brother Asa, Brother Ujawu, Brother Ankbenu. Uh, we got interviews in there. We interviewed Dr. Ma'at. We interviewed a traditional African king in here. We got a whole bunch of stuff in here, artwork, poetry, the whole thing, man. I wanted to show the world that the conscious community weren't just full of crazy people. It was full of very talented, bright, articulate people. And we have, you know, a wealth of knowledge and expertise to provide to the world. So I produced this, put this together. We get ready for volume two dropping in the winter of this year. Uh, so you can buy this on Amazon right there. Um, one thing about people I keep around me, we produce things. We don't just get on YouTube and talk. We don't just holler at you. We don't just tell you about what you should be doing. We show you. We show you in print. You know, we don't just do a bunch of talking. It's a lot of people talking out there, but they don't want to do no work. They can't produce works like this. So like our ancestors showed us the way, right? Our warrior scholars of the past showed us the way. They showed us the way to have longevity. They showed us the way to become immortal. And this is how you become immortal. You put your stuff on paper. Because like we talked about earlier, we're still talking about John Henry Clark, Dr. Van Chancellor Williams, John G. Jackson, Sheck Antichok, Theophile Obanga, so on and so forth. Well, we wouldn't be talking about them if they didn't write it down. Ha! Nah, you be you be trying to remember, right? You be trying to remember, like man, who 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 that <laughs> one guy, man, the Kemet dude, man. Remember, <laughs> he was talking about man, uh, Osiris, and man, I can't remember. But you can remember because we got their records, we got all their books, we got all their stuff. So that's how you become immortal. That's the most powerful form of communication is writing. Don't let nobody tell you different. When you write, somebody from 30, 40, 50, 150 years in the future can communicate with you. They can see what you was talking about back in 2020. Mm -hmm. You understand? We seeing what people like Kwame Torre was talking about back in his time. You know, we're seeing what people like Amos Wilson was talking about, Blueprint for Black Power, during his time. And we are continuing 
that African warrior scholar tradition so that they can look back on the 2000 period and say, oh, it was some brothers getting it in and nobody dropped the ball, so to speak. You know, we all got to do our part for our generation, man. This is a generational struggle. So it's going to take many generations for us to get to where we want to be. And we all got to do our part. You know, we all got to do our part. So that's why I produced that journal. That's why our brothers and the Kofi Paisai research team put that together. You know, that's why Unk produced his books, Chronology of Evolution. To our brother Saul writes, to our brother Ujawu writes, so on and so forth. Immortals, yo. We be part of the immortals, no matter what y'all say, man. <laughs> how, about, exactly. how about that? Exactly. How about that, man? Mm. How about that? So yeah, man. Continuing that tradition. We gotta mm -hmm. continue that tradition. And and most importantly, build upon your ancestors' work. Like Sheke Jope always told us, some people could say Diop is pronounced Jope. I can't say Diop because I'm Senegalese and my family will kill me. Anyway, what he always said, you know, advance his work, take it further. Don't just don't just take him for face value. And I'm paraphrasing here, but he always said advance his work so we can continue to do that. We stand on the shoulders of our ancestors. That's African tradition. I am because we are. And remember, notice I didn't say because we was. No, we are. <laughs> Af Africans don't, they don't talk about people in past tense. They say we are because they still here in one way or the other. <laughs> they say we was. Okay. So yeah, also get the book Chronology of Human Evolution. You know, this is what I bring to the table for everybody, man. I uh, got another joint coming out. I know y'all think it's not, but it's coming. Mm -hmm. Working on it slowly but surely. Yep, Chronology of Human Evolution. There you go. It's a great read right there. Hey, right. Uh, Brother Sean said you got to approve them to be a panelist. Oh, okay. Yeah, we ready to get to that. We was I'm coming, Sean. Sir, we doing some promotions right here. Let us promote. Goodness gracious. Black lives always mattered, y'all. All right? Man, I appreciate Got a couple donations in, man. Uh, appreciate that. Morris, Galladay, appreciate that, bro. Appreciate that support, man. Mr. Brown, man, appreciate that, bro. David Bryant, man, come on, yo. I appreciate that, man. Thanks for all the love. Now, let's get to the segment where we, you know, allow the panelists to ask uh, Brother Ben uh, some questions. If you come on here with the nonsense, you're going to get beat up anyway. <laughs> you're definitely going to get beat up. <laughs> Trust me. And I ain't got to open my mouth. All right? I don't see you. Where you at, Sean? Sean in here? Let me get Jeremiah in here. All right. You in here? <laughs> I ain't no Jeremiah. Man, you had Jeremiah Jude on your name, yo. Look what it say. What it say? What it say? I only see Jeremiah Jude. It say Jeremiah Judah killer. Oh. Man, God damn. What's going on with you, man? Chilling, man. Chilling. What y'all doing, man? We're waiting, we waiting on you. I'm here for the shenanigans. 
Well, go ahead then. I got to get the plug for the computer for a doubt. Keep talking. Oh, okay. So, Brother Ben. What you want, man? <laughs> People seem to have an issue with uh, us properly defining African traditions and customs and culture. Um, they tend to say that Africa has religion. Now, before you have to repeat yourself again, we've already done this work for the masses and even put pens and paper in some instances to kind of give clarity to what our position is. However, when we look at the Abrahamic faiths and the people in our community that practice those Abrahamic faiths, are these people actually representing the traditions and culture of those Abrahamic faiths in which they subscribe to? Uh, that depends on who you're talking about. All right, so let's be more specific. When we talk about the uh, the NOI, per se. Um, the NOI? Know, yeah. No. Okay. Because the nation of Islam created their own version of Islam to suit the black struggle. So I'm glad you brought them up because if we take the model from the pew and I don't know if they categorize them as this is not or not, I'll have to look it up. But the nation of Islam would actually be folk religion because okay. it's not an approved version from the uh, body of of Islam that is accepted. So we already talked about the Sunni and the Shiites, which is basically the only two that they really accept as uh, normalized versions of Islam. What Elijah Muhammad did was tweak Islam to the black struggle. That's why you get the stories of Yaqub and and the black man is God, and Elijah Muhammad is the living God, and things like that, right? You're not going to find that in traditional Islam. You're not going to find that amongst the culture associated with the people of Islam. So we're talking about, you know, the Arabs and the, and the so-called Middle East. You're not going to find that in their culture. You're not going to find that in what they practice. And I want to be clear. The system of spirituality of Africa is a byproduct of its culture. So the culture encapsulates the, the kimoyo. It's all connected. That's not the same with these monotheistic religions as we're discussing now with Islam because we have an entity of Islam that exists outside the culture of Islam. You don't see them brothers that Sunni and Shiites wearing bow ties and suits. Right. <laughs> what about the Israelites? But, but that's something that the NOI created. Oh, man. So, you know, uh, they are the subject matter experts 
on what they create, you know, but it is not traditional uh, Islam in any sort once you get into the uh, avenues of Islam. Okay. So what about our, uh, our uh, sisters and brothers that that, that uh, practice this Hebrew Israelite stuff? They do their best to practice the culture. I'll give them that. <laughs> they try to dress in the uh, the garbs, even though you know they they dress them up a little too jazzy. But <laughs> they try to <laughs> to do that, and and they make the effort. I give them that. They make the effort to be Hebrews. Um, I don't know why, but they do. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Now, um, I'm a year to flow. I'm a mute out. Kofi, where you at? Aren't you approved, Kofi? Where did go? go? His show ain't approved, Kofi. <laughs> Kofi, where you at, man? He said, let me in, Unc. I think Unc might be on his phone or something, yo. I'm we went from to three people out. to two people. I'm trying to... I'm trying to see if I could let him... Jeremiah not. keep on saying... Jeremiah keep on saying Africa has religion. And they talk to dead people. Oh, okay. <laughs> what do you want me to say to that, man? <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't think he can properly understand or uh, define African traditions and customs. Uh, sometimes the way people phrase things. You can tell they outside of the club trying to get a peek in. Yeah. The bouncer then told him he ain't going to let them in with them shoes on. So they try to get a peek inside and whatever they see through whatever information platform that they see, they try to describe it the best they can. And unfortunately, they go repeating this throughout the community. And uh, it just doesn't tell the whole narrative. It just doesn't. And those people, I tend not to argue with. Because we don't have a base of knowledge to where we can agree on to even discuss things. You got to bring something to the table. Like, you know... If you're an NBA player, you can't argue with a dude at direct league. You just can't. So I tend to bow out. I was like, hey, if that's what you think, okay, cool. Now, I 
want to know how I'm the guest and I end up on this show by myself. How did this happen? Oh, my goodness. All right, so now I'm getting a text message saying that he lost power in his house. Mm-hmm. Give me one second, everybody. Thank you all for listening, by the way. Uh, you could be doing anything. I appreciate you taking the time out your day to listen to me. Let me see. I want to see if I can take some some questions at least before I get out of here. I am <laughs> so to say stream yard is terrible. <laughs> I guess I haven't who is child of Ogun? Who is this? With a with a Black Panther uh, comic as your avatar, who is who is Child of Ogun? Identify yourself. Cause I'm a Child of Ogun, and I need to know who you is. <laughs> Who, yeah, I see you say that is me. What's your old goon name? He said, that's my alter ego. I'm t- so I'm talking to myself, Sosa? That's what you said? <laughs> I'm talking to myself. That's, that's, my other, that's my other part, I guess. He ain't gonna identify himself. I wanted to know what his uh, I wanted to know what his old goon name was, but guess I'm not gonna get that. So I guess Unc lost power in his house. And then and and him and Sean then left me high and dry. Uh, somebody says talk about Voodoon. Uh, Voodoon in the West African sense coming out of Benin uh, is a is another Kimoyo system similar to the Orisha system but uh, the deities have different names due to languages and uh, geographical differences. But one thing that's common between the two systems is both have Egungun. Uh, if you don't know what Egungun uh, is, the ancestral masquerade. Um, and, oh, there they go. Jeez. Hey, my dad. Hey, 
Man, look, you still you in there, Kofi? He he, right there. Oh, I see him. All right, you should be in there, man. Um, yeah, my dad gonna computer go right down this man. That's what happened, man. And I ain't got the dad on pull. I rushed out. Then you was rushing me so hard that I left the dad on my dad on pull, yo. Crazy. So go ahead and close out, Ben. Did did Kofi want? Oh no, he, he, no, he okay. Uh, Let's close out. Well, before I close out, I want to answer a few questions that people ask. No, I'm not taking any uh, students. I'm still a student myself. I got a long way to go to become uh, a Baba Lao, contrary to popular belief. You don't become one when you get initiated. You have to work towards that. Uh, so, no, I'm not taking any students at this time. Um, but if you want to get involved in the tradition, uh, I can help you out with that. All right. Uh, Please that right here, Ben. Please that, Ben, because I'm a great, great guy, yo. Uh, where can anybody contact you at, bro? They can send a question to you. Uh, you can contact me on Facebook. My real name is Benjamin Njai. My last name is spelled N-J-I-E. So you can hit me on there. Um, you can hit me on Instagram, Black Panther Sahar, which is spelled B-L-A-K-P-A-N-T-H-A-S-E-R-E-R. -E and those are probably the best ways uh, to get in contact with me. Brother Sutek asked a good question. I'm going to answer this question and then we can close it out. Uh, yeah, break down the different types of uh, egg going. Uh, first, I need to address this, and people are gonna be mad, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Egg going or egg going, going. Um, it's not spelled E G U N. Hold on, hey, you know what, Ben? I'm gonna start another link, yo, because once I get out of here, I ain't gonna be able to turn the day on thing off, yo. All right, so I'll send y'all another link, yo, if you still around. Man, just let me answer this question. We can close out. If it died between that, go hurry up, Ben, because it's going to die, yo. Hurry up. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, Egon is E-E-G-U-N. That's how you spell uh, Egon the way you want to say it. E-G-U-N actually means curse. Uh, I'm not sure if people uh, understand that. Now, E-E-G-U-N and E-G-U-N-G-U-N are the same word. So, Egungun and Egun are the same word. Uh, the different types of Egun depend on the society. Hunter's Egun, Ode. Uh, Egun amongst the Oshun people is different. Egun amongst the Oya people are different. All of the masquerades are different, and they're by society. So, uh, there's not like one general type of Egun. They all belong to different systems or Orisha in different societies. I hope that answered your question. Hey, look, appreciate you coming through, Ben, man. It was a powerful interview, man. Glad everybody came through. Make sure y'all uh, support uh, Kofi Pasai Research Team, Spirits of the Massey, man. Uh, support Abjuad, man. Got them, them shirts hot off the press, man. Black Lives Always Matter, Space Age African. Support that, man. Uh, make sure y'all hit that cash app, man. And I always appreciate all the support, man. Uh, we're going to be on again next week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's our time, man. We're growing. And I appreciate all the day going support, man. Shout out to you, Sean, man. Your towering work. 
and your unwavering support. You know what I'm saying? When nobody even has to ask you. you know I mean, we appreciate all that, man. Pseudo Killers on deck, man. Appreciate you, brothers, man. Pseudo Killers is powerful and dynamic, man. Check this out, man. Thanks for coming through, yo. Check this out. We out. Peace.